0: And so as we have gathered to worship, we have gathered to continue this message series on the seven days, looking at how God created the world, the universe, everything and everyone in it in those seven days and at the end. Celebrated, rejoiced, and rested. And so we especially are mindful of those who have come in person and those who are joining online as we see this part of the story where God continues to create but also orders, puts together, um, puts more emphasis and detail, creating the planets, creating the solar systems. And to see how it is that the richness and diversity that is all across creation is also here within our sanctuary, within our community. And we see the beauty of the diversity that God has created. And so in this, we look at verse 14. In which God spoke, lights come out, shine in heaven's sky, separate day from night, mark seasons and days and years, Lights in heaven's sky to give light to earth. And there it was. God made two big lights, the larger to charge the day, the smaller to be in charge of night. And God made the stars, placing them in the heavenly sky to light up earth and oversee day and night to separate light and dark. And God saw that it was good. It was evening and it was morning. Day four. So as Pastor Nikki talked about last week, there are some connections with the days and what it is that God is doing. So for example, we saw from the very first day, day one, God creating light and darkness and then separating the two and giving them identity. And now we see that God goes even further, adding more detail, calling it day and night, giving special light to day and special light to darkness. So we see that God is in the midst of the the details. If you you think of of an artist, particularly a painter, kind of doing a broad canvas, Uh, Ron Bell, our, our local uh, artist does this a lot in the current series. Actually, any time that he paints, but especially in worship. He'll start with this kind of broad canvas. Um, it may be one color, it may be a mixture, but then he starts going into more and more detail. Sometimes he'll flip the whole thing over, And start adding more images. And one of the things that I really love about this experience, and that it's a part of worship, is that as the service goes, there's more detail. And sometimes I think that it's one image, and then by the end of the service, it turns into something completely different. Maybe that's what God was doing as a part of creating not only our planet, but all the planets, trillions and trillions Not just of planets, but of galaxies, of of systems, of the entire universe, adding little details here and there. And as God creates more detail, this, this creation continues to expand more and more. But in terms of the story, and especially the story with the facts that the people who wrote the story knew at the time, everything has to do with this one planet, Earth. Everything, all of the formation, all of the matter, all of the orientation, all of the light, all of the darkness, everything is for the earth because that was our understanding at the time of Genesis. In fact, that was our understanding for centuries. But then, of course, we began to learn more. We began to discover more. We discovered that we were not the center. do with information that fundamentally changes our reality? I mean, can you imagine being there on the day that it was announced the earth is not the center? What would that do with our sense of reality? What would it do thinking and and discovering that everything did not literally revolve around us? We were but a tiny dot in an orbit that has been transversing and moving and living for millennia and millennia. We are just a small speck in that reality. What do we do when we realize we are no longer the center? In fact, we never were. And so the more we learn, the more we discover, the more we see is out there, does it help us to feel more connected? Or does it make us more disconnected? Because if you think of our planet, even if we are not the center, what is so special about Earth? Because one thing we can all admit, no matter how much we have learned, no matter how much we have discovered, at least in this point in time, this is still the only planet in our knowledge that sustains life in this way. So what makes us so special? If you think about the the succession of events that got us to where we are today as a planet, all of the gases, all of the energy coming together, fusing together slowly, literally over millions, billions of years, and then finally forming into what we call matter, slowly forming into a planet which then slowly started to orbit, being pulled toward this star we call the sun, which is able to sustain life. Neil deGrasse Tyson, the astrophysicist I mentioned a couple of Sundays ago, talking about how we come from all of this creation, all of these gases, all of this energy, all of this light, all of this matter coming and swirling and moving together, has formed us. The carbon in our bodies come from the carbon of these stars, of these planets, of these gases, of these energies, of all of this swirling together, has made you. It has made us. It has made the people walking around right now on Mayfair. The people who cry out in need, the people who are struggling to find homes, the people who are struggling to be in those relationships on this Mother's Day. Each one of us is our own world. Planets orbiting around each other. Here in this solar system that we call the sanctuary and in the vast universe that we call creation. God is still in the business of creating worlds. Dr. Ted Smith, who was a professor at Candler... Talked about what it is that we preachers need to think about. And he says it in a very professor kind of way. He talks about the divine indicative being welded to the imperative. Now, that may not necessarily mean a whole lot, but in plain English, what he's talking about is we need to look at what God has done, what God is doing, and then how are we called to be a part of it. That is really the basis for every single sermon or message or conversation that we have as disciples. What is God doing? What is God doing right now? And how do we see our place in that? So God has done this. Therefore, what should we do? The beginning of Genesis is all about what God is doing. So what should we do now? What do we do when we see and we hear and we remember how involved God is? How involved God was in forming and shaping this planet, surrounding all the planets, creating all the stars, creating the entire universe. But not just creating, also bringing it together in order. What do we do when someone creates a gift? for us. Not just going out and getting one as as nice as that can be as thoughtful as it is, but also think of those gifts we have been given where someone has actually made and created something for us. For us to enjoy something that gives us life. Do we squander it? Do we hide it? Do we damage it? Do we let external forces or other people take advantage of it? If what God has done is created this world, created this universe so that we might live, what should we do with such a gift? In the world, but not of the world. This may be a phrase that we have heard a time or two in the church. Maybe we have even said it. It can, it can perhaps come from the second chapter of Romans where Paul talks about not being conformed to the world but being transformed. When we use this phrase over and over and over again, like many phrases, it can sometimes lose its power. It can be a language which leads us to believe that because we are not of the world, thus the world is not worth saving. I remember thinking this way as a young Christian. That this world has become corrupted and fallen and that it's our job as Christians now to primarily focus on And instead of this world, to focus on Jesus. And to spend all of our time and all of our energy making sure other people are focused on Jesus and not of this world. So that we can finally, eventually, go to a better place. But then as I studied scripture more and more, I kept asking myself, why does Jesus use so many parables of this world? Lilies of the field. Birds of the air, grains of sand, mustard seeds, calming the waters. Why does Jesus talk so much about the ways that we can do good in this world instead of just saying, just wait? Just wait. A new and better world is coming. What Jesus does say is, For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. That God gave the Son, that in order who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. In terms of creation, we are of this world. We are of this world and all that it means because we come from the very hands of its creation. And sometimes we harm and we denigrate, we devalue ourselves as much as the creation that we are surrounded by. Riley talked about this in his sermon last week, that many times we have a low self-image. That we... Instead, see ourselves not necessarily as that divine creation, but something to be discarded and thrown away. And so if we think of ourselves that way, if we see ourselves that way, what does that do with how we see everything, everyone else? This planet is not an audition stage for us to get it right to get an A plus so that God will reward us and take us to a better place the kingdom of god is here jesus says the kingdom of god is here and genesis writes there it was out of nothing Out of nothing, God made something. Why is this so important? The Creator's first pronouncement every single day was that it was, it is, good. Not an aesthetic good, not an ethical good, not even a religious good. But a goodness that is seen. It is a proclamation of love and of joy from the creator. God intends this creation for good. The light, the darkness, the planets, all the stars, all of it is good. It is good because God calls it good. Which includes you which includes us one clue to god's purpose is that in the text we are see we are given this image of god giving god's ruach god's breath god's life entering into a relationship with those manifestations of chaos and then of course transforming them into a heaven and into an earth in which we The people of Genesis are able to interact with that spirit. And because we can interact, we are given a source, the means of life. This creates not only a new order. It creates not just a new reality. It creates for us a conduit. We are given connection to our very creator. It is not a creator, it is not an artist who finishes the work and then walks away. God, the artist, remains entangled, connected to the very work of creation. The God of Genesis, who we as humans have come to know in a deeper way through the scriptures, this God continues to give power and makes that power available to all of creation. God calls it good and God creates it for good And let us know that by staying within the good. And thus, our worlds are connected. They are connected because they are connected to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we sometimes come before you with those feelings of disconnection of separation, of isolation. Perhaps on this day, as we are lifting up and celebrating particular relationships, we are thinking of those times where we have been detached. And so, as we are reminded of the Genesis story once again, as we see you in the faces of one another, as we will encounter more of your creation this day, help us to see how all of us are worlds created by you. And as we orbit, as we intersect, we continue to be a part of that great work, that work you have called good. So may we live as a good work of your creation. Amen. Serving others in your honor, we are created as and to be a work of art, a work of art which God proclaims to be good. All of our worlds are in orbit together. And as we go from here, we will encounter other planets, other worlds, other stories. Let us continue to know those stories. Let us continue to see and to experience how vast God's creation is, and all of it is called good. And so whether we go now to Mayfair or to our families, to our loved ones, or whatever is going on in our lives as we intersect, let us see each other as that great good work of art. And know that all of us are connected to that one great creator and artist. And may we go in peace. Amen.